It's been a great morning already, hasn't it? I just want to give a real quick plug to our pastor show. Um, our pastor show is on Wednesdays, and we hear from the pastor. We hear his heart. We get to hear some of his devotions that he gets to that he's been going through, and what God's been teaching him. But last week and this week, we also get to hear from Caleb and about our ministry opportunities that we have, our missions, partners that we have all over the world. Um, and so you're going to want to tune in this week to hear more of those mission opportunities that we have all over the world, our partnerships with them. Uh, God is doing an incredible work. Uh, this last month, I've been spending some time in the book of Titus. Uh, God has been placing me there and he has just kept me there for several reasons, um, but he has been keeping me in the book of Titus. It's a very interesting book. It's a short book. Um, I'm not going to preach the whole book to you, but I am going to give you an overview of it. Aren't you excited? Uh, <clears throat> I promise it won't be real long, but I want us to look at the overview of this book because sometimes when we take scripture, we'll look at a passage and we'll get all the information we can out of that passage and just glean every word. But there are times that we need to take a big view and see what the whole book was trying to convey. And I think in the book of Titus, there is a theme that continues to run through every chapter. There's only three, uh, so it's very simple. Um, if your Bible is like mine um, and gracious like my Bible is, it's all on one page. So I'm real thankful for that. So I'm going to be going back and forth um, between several of of the chapters as we look at this book. I've titled the sermon, Do Good. We've heard a lot about that this morning, about the importance of doing good, about standing up in our communities and in our world to do good. But there's a reason why we should do good. And there's only a certain type of person that can do good and give God glory. And that is what this book in Titus is talking to us about, is that when we do good, we are supposed to highlight God and how important that is for the world to see God's goodness. And we have an opportunity to be in partnership with him to show the world the goodness of God. And so in chapter one, we intersect with Titus who has been dropped off at Crete. Now Crete was a small island and there had been Jews that had been at Pentecost and had accepted Christ and had gone back to the island of Crete and brought the message of the gospel to Crete. But in the process of that, there were also some of the false teachings that was coming in. Remember how the Jews would kind of try to bleed in with Christianity and try to make both religions one? And it wasn't working quite well. And so they would bring in the old, the old law and say, you have to do these things in order as well as accept Christ as Savior. And it was causing confusion. And so Paul sent Titus to Crete, and we see that in verse 5 that he says, I left you in Crete to set right what was left undone. And then he begins to talk about some things to set the church up for success. Elders, 
and deacons and just different leadership that's involved in the church. But then he also addressed that there was an issue that was going on, which we talked about. There's a dissension that's happening because of this false teaching that's going within the church. But also outside the church, the Creeks did not have a very good reputation. In fact, their own their own prophets displayed what the Cretes were, and we find it in, in the Bible in verse 12. One of their very own prophets said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and lazy gluttons. Well, that's not very encouraging, is it? And so here is Titus in the middle of this, of this island, and all of the people around have a really bad reputation. And the church is struggling and fighting. And so they're not getting a good reputation either, right? And so in the middle of that, Paul is writing to Titus to give him some advice. So the first advice that we see is found in Titus chapter 2. And the advice that he gives to Titus is found in chapter 2, verse 7. In everything, make yourself an example of good works with integrity and dignity in your teaching. Make yourself an example of good works. Why do you think that he wrote that? Well, let's go back and let's read verse 16 of chapter 1. Here Paul is talking about these people that are in, in Crete that are stirring up dissension, that are stirring up grief in the church. And it says in verse 16, they claim to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for any good work. The reason that Paul told Titus to be an example in good works is, is because the people here in Crete said that they knew God, but the way that they lived was showing that they were denying him. Oh, church, I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to be a person that by my deeds, it shows my relationship with God. That I'm honoring him in what I do. That every word that comes out of my mouth honors God. And that my actions back up my words. Because there is a world that is struggling and desperate and in need of hope. And I don't want to mess it up. Right? And so here, Paul is telling him, by your example of good works and by your teaching. Because they had a problem with false teaching. So these two things would solve the problems of Crete. Do good and be an example of it and teach God's word and be a good steward of his word. Well, Paul gives some advice to the church as well. So we see in Titus chapter 2 that he gives some advice to older men. Chapter 2, verse 2. Verse 3, to older women. Verse 4 and 5, to the younger women. Verse 6, to young men. 
Read quickly. Verse 9, to the oppressed um, and to the slaves. And then at the end of the chapter, verses 11 through 14, he gives advice to the church as a whole. Let's read that together. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, instructing us to deny godlessness and worldly lusts and to live in a sensible, righteous, godly way in the present age, while we wait for the blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us to redeem us from a lawlessness, to cleanse us to himself, a people of his own possession, eager to do good works. God has given us the gift of salvation. And when he's put that in our heart, it has given us an eagerness to do good in his name. And so Paul begins chapter 3, which is where I want to start the sermon. I know all that was just lead up. (laughs) To verses 1 through 8 of chapter 3. And here Paul tells Timothy to remind the church how we are to live how we are to impact our culture, how we are to impact the lost world. What are we called to do? And no matter a pandemic or not, the call is still for us to do today. And so verse 1 says this, Remind the church to submit to rulers and to authorities, to obey to be ready for every good work, to slander no one, to avoid fighting, to be kind, always showing gentleness to all people. He's calling us to be good citizens. He's calling us to be above reproach. He's calling us To do good. So why? Why is he calling us to do good? Is society doing good back to us? No, right? The world is not for us. We don't get a fair shake. We shouldn't expect a fair shake. We're called to do good. Jesus said to turn the other cheek, right? Why? Why do we need to do good? Well, he answers it in verse 3 and 4. For we too were once foolish. We were disobedient, deceived, enslaved by various passions and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, detesting one another. We too were once sinful, sinners, and in need of salvation. Why do we do good? Because we want to tell the world that God made a difference. That we no longer are looking out for what's best for us and our families and protecting at all costs that. We want to just do good and love those that hate us. Like Jesus said. We want 
to show the world God's love. Then verse 4 begins with one of my favorite words in the Bible. I love, this is going to sound horrible, I love the butts of the Bible because here we are, evil, sinful, and the Bible intersects it with God and says, but God, here we are, a sinful people in need of God's mercy and grace, but God. And verse 4 says, but when the kindness of God, our Savior, and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us. Why do we do good things? Because of God's kindness. Because He saved us. How can we not do good to others out of the goodness that we've received over and abundant of what we ever need? We have a great message to tell the world. We have a great message and it's through our acts of goodness and kindness that opens the door for conversation about Him. How important that is for us to look and to be eager, to be ready to do good things. I love Paul because as he starts talking about this, he realizes that perhaps we might get it wrong and think that we do good things in order to gain salvation. So he wants to take a little side tour for just a second and correct that theology. And I love that. And so it says, we'll read again with verse 4 and keep going. But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us, not by works of righteousness that we have done. It's not by our good works, right? But according to His mercy, through the washing of regeneration and the renewal by the Holy Spirit, He poured out His Spirit on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by His grace, not by works, we may become heirs with the hope of eternal life. This saying is trustworthy. So our good works don't save us. But it doesn't mean as a Christian we're not supposed to do good works. James says that, that faith without works is dead. Paul is saying that right here in Titus. Let's keep reading. This saying is trustworthy. I want you to insist on these things so that those who believe God might be careful to devote themselves to good works. These are good and profitable for everyone. I want us to notice a couple of things. Paul makes a huge distinction between Titus 1.16 and Titus 3.8. And I want to make sure that you catch it. In Titus 1.16, he says that those people that say that they know God but deny Him by how they live 
are not fit for good works. And Titus 3, 8 says, those that have believed in God might be careful to devote themselves to good works. There is a difference. It's not just doing good works. There must be something different. I'm reminded of a passage that's found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Before we're Christians, our good works are like filthy rags, Isaiah 64, 6. After we're a Christian, and because of the power of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us, our good works are very profitable because it is what we were created to do. That's what God created us for. And he created us for that so that the world would see those works and give God the glory. And so church, we must ask ourselves, have you been doing good? What have we been doing good? And I cannot help but think of just over the last couple of months as we look at the summer, I'm so thankful for our youth ministry who when they had their youth camp, they spent every day going and doing mission projects and being a light and loving on people. I'm thankful for our children's ministry who last week went and gave, uh, gave uh, packages to all of those that had visited Vacation Bible School last year um, and said, hey, we're still thinking of you. We can't do Vacation Bible School this year, but we still love you and we wanted to give you a package just to remind you of God's love. And they also packed Operation Christmas Child Boxes. I'm so thankful to our women's ministry who are almost at 8,000 masks that they have made and delivered to our hospitals and our clinics and to people here in our community. I'm thankful to our church who has said we're making a decision to give mission money to those that are in desperate need. It reminds me of the passage at the, the end of chapter 3, verse 14. Let our people learn to devote themselves to good works for pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. But church, we've only just begun. We are trying to be an example, albeit flawed, to do good things. But don't wait for a program or the church to tell you what to do. You need to go and do good things. And when you do, make sure that you give God the credit. It is his kindness. It is his goodness that leads us to do these things. I don't know where you are today. Maybe you've never really even experienced the goodness of God personally. I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. Our pastor will be at the front when the music begins. Just come forward and say, I want to know more 
about the goodness of God. We'd love to share that with you. Maybe today you've realized that you've been so inverted in everything you've done. You've been thinking about yourself and not thinking about increasing the kingdom of God. And maybe you just need to get on your knees and say, Lord, help me to see the way you see things. Give me an opportunity to do good in Christ's name. These are the two things that you can do to make a decision from the message from God's word today. I want to encourage you to do that. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to come, to be challenged by your word. Oh, Father, we're so thankful that you know our hearts better than we do and you know the words we need to hear. Shake us up. May we see the world the way that you see it. May we find ways to do good and to make much of your name. Father, thank you that we were all sinners. And then your great kindness broke through and saved us. In your son's name we pray. Amen.